who's dancing. That's how you start a podcast. Nice one, Elsie. Here we go. There it is. Uh huh. Okay, and now you got your groove on. Welcome to the Living Family Podcast. Starting with the summer singing. That's right. Elsie, you need to stop dancing. (laughs) That is called intro music. And I'm fading it out as we begin. And we're talking today about... The Living Family Podcast. (laughs) The Living Family Podcast. The famine. That's actually true. We are in the middle of this famine still, aren't we? Yikes. And so, you know, just like we still have COVID concerns and other things crazy going on. So they had a famine that was still raging around them. How many years of good years did they have? Seven. Seven? How many years did they know were coming of the famine? Like five, right? Like five more. That's another seven. Seven. But I thought the famine already started. Oh, right. So it had already started. So we know we're in the middle of it somewhere. And things are beginning to get very desperate. So, you know what? God has been through hard times. God has taken people through hard times. God knows what our hard time is all about and when it's going to end. And that's what he said through Joseph. And he knows that about our trouble too. God knows the beginning of it. God knows the middle of it. God knows the end of it, right? Mm -hmm. That is comforting for us. So let's see what happens as things get worse or the famine, you know, keeps going. To finish out at seven years, let's see what happens to the people. We're in Genesis chapter 47, verse 13. 13. Very nice. Uh, all right, who wants to start? Me. Caleb's got it. Go for it. There was no food, however, in the whole region because the famine was severe. Both Egypt and Canaan wasted away because of the famine. Joseph collected all the money that was to be found in Egypt and Canaan in payment for the grain they were buying. Wait, he did what? He said... He collected all the... Money. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, keep going. That was to be found in Egypt and Canaan in payment for the grain that they were buying. Mm Mm-hmm. And he brought it to Pharaoh's palace. Okay. When the money of the people of Egypt and Canaan was gone, all Egypt came to Joseph and said, Give us food. Why should we die before your eyes? Our money is gone. Ooh, so he was collecting money payments, right? Just like people do today from all of the people in Canaan, all the people in Egypt. They were together in this just like so many nations are together in in the virus trouble. So they used up all their money. Now what are you going to do? Guesses? Livestock. Animals. Animals. Emma, read the next. Verse 16. Then bring your livestock, said Joseph. I will sell you food in exchange for your livestock, since your money is gone. So they brought their livestock to Joseph, 
and you give them food in exchange for their horses, their sheep and goats, their cattle and donkeys. And he brought them through that year with food in exchange for their, all their livestock. So now he's got all the animals for Pharaoh after getting all the money for Pharaoh. And the another year went by with more famine. So now what are they going to give? Any guesses? Mm, their houses? Maybe pottery. their houses, their property. How, pottery. Oh, pottery. Land. Mm-hmm. Caleb, you give it a you give it a whirl. Verse eighteen. When that year was over, they came to him the following year and said, "We cannot hide from our lord the fact that since our money is gone and our livestock belongs to you, there is nothing left for our lord except our bodies and our land. Why should we perish before your eyes? We and our land as well. Buy us and our land in exchange for food, and we will." And we with our land. And we with our land will be in bondage to Pharaoh. In bondage? What does that mean? They'll be in bondage like in, to Pharaoh. Like in debt? Slaves? Yeah, indebted. You know, they're going to pay, have to pay this off as like indebted servants. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have this bondage. Finish that, that paragraph, Caleb. Give. Um. Give us seed so that we may live and not die, and that the land may not become desolate. All right. So they're they're really looking um, to whatever they can use to continue to survive because it had gotten so bad. Mm-hmm. So Joseph bought all the land in Egypt for Pharaoh. So now what does Pharaoh have? Pharaoh has, do a checklist. He has money. He has money. all the money. He got all the livestock. He has all the livestock and animals. And all the land. And all the land. That's he's got everything. (laughs) He pretty much has complete control now over everything. But this was for the sake of survival. I think if I were Pharaoh, hopefully I'd try to find a way to give things back and kind of set things up the way they were before. They're trying to just work together to survive it, right? So the Egyptians, yeah, the famine. The Egyptians, one and all, sold their fields because the famine was too severe for them. The land became Pharaoh's, and Joseph reduced the people to servitude. Why do you think it says they reduced the people? To reduce something is to make it smaller. Mm -hmm. So the land smaller? No, they made the people smaller. How do you make the people smaller? It's just an expression to say that when somebody becomes a servant, it's a lowly little thing to do, isn't it? First, oh, you so kind of doing the little, of, of like a lower status. And you know what? Jesus flips that on its head by becoming the greatest servant ever. ever. Jesus went and took the lowest of the low statuses, didn't he? Here that language says that it reduced people, but you know what? We are all servants. And there's something special about being a servant. Does it easy to want to be a servant? No. Why not? Because... Okay. And we don't want to work. We want to do other things. Yeah, 
And do you think that's for yourself or for others when you want to do other things? For myself. Yeah. And I think sometimes we get those moments to do fun things for ourselves, but we also want to think about when we can be a servant to others, just like our dear Savior did for us. Mm -hmm. Right? So from one end of Egypt to the other, everybody became servants under Pharaoh. Sounds like it could have been a chance for a Pharaoh to be really mean and say, well, I have everything and I control all of you, so serve me and do this and do that. So I don't know if that's how it happened, but let's keep reading. However, he did not buy the land of the priests because they received a regular allotment from Pharaoh and had food enough from the allotment Pharaoh gave them. That is why they did not sell their land. So the priests got to keep their stuff because they were pretty close to Pharaoh and had an allotment. Go ahead, Gabriel. Pharaoh probably didn't have enough jobs for the servants, right? Right. But you know that the pyramids got built. Mm-hmm. All And all those building projects. Hot. Hot building projects. Mm-hmm. Well, what does Joseph say next, Emma? Verse 23. Joseph said to the people, Now that I have bought you and your land today for Pharaoh, here is seed for you so you can plant the ground. But when the crop comes in, give a fifth of it to Pharaoh. The other four-fifths you may keep as seed for your fields and as food for yourselves and your households and your children. You have saved our lives, they said. May we find favor in the eyes of our Lord. We will be in bondage to Pharaoh. Okay, so his idea was to give the people, well, the people had asked for seed too, so the land wouldn't be desolate, they said. And that just means they didn't want the land emptied and like wasting space where they when they could use it for gardening and planting things. So they were going to plant a bunch of seeds and try to get crops when this famine was over for a new year. And And Joseph agreed, but he said, give one-fifth. So one out of every five uh, of the harvest to Pharaoh. Um, Because obviously Pharaoh and his servants need to eat too. Yeah, and maybe they would store some of it again, you know, and try to manage it so the people would be okay. And then Pharaoh and, um, and the storage bins would be okay, something like that. And they were very appreciative. So that became a law, it says in verse 26. Joseph established it as a law in all the land of Egypt. It's still in force today, Moses writes. So that's a law that lasted a long time, that a fifth of the produce belongs to Pharaoh. It was only the land of the priests that did not become Pharaoh's. What do you think? A lot of property. Mm-hmm. All the servants need to eat and eat just as much as anyone else. Yeah. What else does this story teach us? Well, that, um, well, that um, you you want to live, not like <laughs> just let me die. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Like, Everybody's trying to I mean, survive in yeah. a hard time, and they're not just like. I give up. (laughs) Mm It's too hard. And I don't want to be a slave, but... Mm -hmm. But most people actually are like... Well, not not in modern days. Like, 
in in the story. Mm-hmm. Like the people in the story, they're just like, I guess now we're we're empty. The only way to survive is to is to right. become slaves. Was and Joseph being? Do you think Joseph was being greedy? No. Uh, no. Even though he's controlling all the food, right? He's he's selling it. He's the one selling it. He's got in, he's in control, but he wasn't being greedy. He was just responding mm. to how hard it was. Gabrielle? Um do, the, do other places have famine? Like every place in Egypt too? right now oh i don't sometimes yeah they do i think this was really hard because it was so many years in a row so it kept making people spend money on this one thing just to eat the people that needed food could go buy the food from other places that didn't have the food Mm. Yeah, and it might depend on how widespread the famine was since it was Egypt and Canaan. And they'd have long ways to go across deserts to try to make it somewhere else, you know. Um, yeah, and it's hard to know how much sailing they were doing on the Mediterranean Sea. wells, right? Wells to fill your ducks. Yeah, but the wells often relied on rainwater and things like that. So I think this was a pretty hard time. It was a very hard time. You know, Colorado has some summers that get really hot and dry, and you can see the ground dry out. But thankfully, we have, you know, hoses, and sometimes they have to be very... um, they, They create laws about how much water you can use so that if you water your lawn, you can only do it on this day or that day, but not any, not every day. And those are regulations so that we don't run out. So sometimes we we manage it too. But imagine something going for seven years like that. And you just keep running out and running out and running out and running lower and lower and lower. And so this was a hard time. And I think it would make people very nervous and scared. You know? Yeah. But thankfully, there was still a way for them to work together. And um, God still was blessing everybody, wasn't he? He was, even even though they had to do all these things, God still gave them away. And that was part of his plan, was by, by raising up Joseph and doing all of this. So a lot of good things were done. We can remember that too. So what should we pray about? We should pray that we, we don't lose our, all our food. <laughs> It is a special blessing to have food and water. Mm-hmm. Well, we pray that God continues to always take care of us and bless us. Yeah. And Elsie? And always, we don't want to lose our parents because in stories, they lose their parents. Yeah, sometimes people lose their parents too. And God would, we need God to be with us to help us no matter what happens, don't we? Yeah, let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your presence in our lives. We recognize the daily gifts that we have from your hand each and every day. It's an outpouring of your love. And these daily things that we see are reminders of your constant gifts to us. We also know that sometimes our faith is tested and we are 
we we lose things or things change like during covid and they don't remain the same and that's a chance for us to turn to you and say that you have this and we ask that you give us a strength of faith that persists to know that our lives are in your hands and you are good to us in your name we pray amen <laughs> That's good. That's a good way to end the podcast.